Hello, cookbook friends. This is Carrie, and I'm here with my co-host Katie, and we are Cookbook Divas. And today is a shorter episode of Cookbook Divas because not a lot of stuff is coming out in the last week of June 2021. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring you some international cookbooks, some plant-based vegan vegetarian cookbooks, some quick family meal cookbooks, which are great for summer since none of us really want to be in the kitchen a lot. <laughs> A food history book, and then some miscellaneous cookbooks. Before we get started, I'd like to ask you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you listen to us over there. We don't have a lot of reviews, and we'd love to hear your feedback. And now I'm going to jump in to our first cookbook of the day, La Vida e Dolce, Italian-inspired desserts. I love Italian cookbooks, and I might not be able to control myself. I might have to get this one. Let's see what it's about. Well, dessert, very, very important. It is, gorgeous, yes. Gorgeous cover with a flower on the front. It's by Letitia Clark. It comes out June 29. It's an exciting take on Italian baking by food writer and trained pastry chef. It features over 80 Italian desserts, and they're inspired by her time living in Sardinia. Ooh. If you're looking for something fruity, nutty, creamy, chocolatey, or boozy, You'll be seduced by the sweet aromas of every bake, writes the publisher. You can read recipes for a caramelized citrus tart, which I would make immediately if I had this cookbook. Yeah. A classic torta caprese. And now I'm going to peek at some of the inside images and see what else we can see. Oh, a classic cantucci with orange, marsala, and almond biscuits. There's a crostata di marmalata that looks gorgeous. Looks like a pie. A citrus Campari and yogurt upside down cake. And I have, ooh, I have Campari in the house. A ricotta pear and hazelnut layer cake. Ooh. Poached peaches with rose geranium and vermentino. Whipped coffee and ricotta instant mousse. Oh. Cannoli, of course. And peach basil sorbet. And that reminds me, it's summertime. I need to get my fancy William Sonoma Cuisinart ice cream maker out and start <gasps> using it. I had no idea you had an ice cream maker. There's uh-huh. so many fun things we can do with that. Oh, and it's that's a exciting. push button and you don't have to freeze the container overnight to use it because I hate that. Because oh, that means wow. you have to plan ahead. I can't plan ahead. I just can't. Life's too crazy. Yeah. So that is La Vita e Dolce Italian Inspired Desserts by Letitia Clark. And I will definitely be looking through this on video over on our YouTube and IGTV channels. I really can't wait for that. Those all sound super elegant. My next cookbook is Afro-Vegan, Family Recipes from a British-Nigerian Kitchen. It's by Zoe Alakija. This comes out June 29th, 2021. She introduces us to 50 recipes that are a combination of African and European European flavors, but they're also plant-based. So that I thought was really interesting, and God, I can't imagine how difficult that would be, especially British food, I feel like, is quite meaty. At least the classics can be quite meaty. Nigerian food in particular, says the publisher, is on the rise in at least the UK, and there's dishes like cheesy kokoro and nutty plantain brownies. Oh, that sounds Mm. so good. Take European vegan food far beyond the more muted flavors. Absolutely. I totally agree with this publisher. (laughs) It's so true. I love this because it's totally going to enhance British flavors. So some of the things in the table of contents we will see, we have soups, stews, and pottages. 
mains, snacks, sides, and dips. I love dips. They're important. Then oh, we yeah. have desserts. And then we also have drinks. And these aren't necessarily cocktails. Specifically, they're just a combination of mocktails and cocktails, etc. So let's see if I can find some different recipes to read off to you guys. There is a hearty ground nut stew. We also have a frajon coconut and black bean soup. That sounds good. I never thought about mixing coconut and black bean together, but I can see that really playing well with each other. For mains, we have a main is a mango salad. I'm really curious about that. And I, I love mango. I think that would be amazing. There's well, and also- that sounds so summery. Oh, yeah, exactly. Perfect. A lot of these sound, it's almost like this is coming out at the perfect time because a lot of these recipes do sound really summery. They have a plantain bean salsa lettuce wrap, which I think also sounds very summery. Mm-hmm. An avocado plantain salad. There's also a Nigerian yellow fried rice. I love fried rice. That I love amazing. yellow rice and fried rice. And if it's together, <laughs> exactly. woo! Yeah. For desserts, because that's super important, we have cinnamon puff puff. Oh, that's cute. We have the nutty plantain brownies. Thank God, because those sound amazing. There's a hibiscus chocolate bark that sounds very, it sounds nice. And that would be refreshing, I I would say, for summertime, too. So it kind of cuts that dark, deep chocolate heaviness. For some of the drinks, there's a moringa moon milk, which sounds really fun. And then a citrus cocktail glass. And then Nigerian Chapman. The photos in here are really pretty. They're very vibrant. So it's a really cool cookbook and it introduces us to new flavors. It's really cool. I've never had Nigerian food, so I'd love to explore that. And the combination of British Nigerian food would be really fascinating. So that's Afro Vegan Family Recipes from a British Nigerian Kitchen by Zoe Alakija. My next cookbook is a vegan vegetarian cookbook. By Linda McCartney, who sadly has passed away. It's Linda McCartney's Family Kitchen, Over 90 Plant-Based Recipes to Save the Planet and Nourish the Soul. By Linda McCartney, Paul McCartney, Mary, and Stella McCartney. A family project that comes out June 29, 2021. She was a trailblazer of meat-free cooking, and she shared with her family the pleasure that eating compassionately could bring. Now, Paul, Mary, and Stella have reimagined Linda's best-loved recipes in a modern collection that fits perfectly with how we want to eat now. So Mm, that's sweet. Yeah. They included family favorites such as French toast, chili (laughs) non-carne. And I'm always looking for a good vegetarian chili recipe. Yeah. But I would not not make it vegan. I would be putting sour cream and cheese all over that. Yeah, me too. They also have a recipe for sausage rolls, shepherd's pie, pulled jackfruit burgers, and crunchy pecan cookies. They are nourishing, simple, and sustainable vegan recipes included in this book. So that's Linda McCartney's Family Kitchen, and it comes out June 29. Next up, we have Vegetarian Cooking for Two, 80 Perfectly Portioned Recipes for Healthy Eating. This comes out June 29, 2021. It's by Justin Burks and Amy Lawrence. I know that I've explored the whole vegan, vegetarian realm, and I do know that I would like to start incorporating that more and more in my life, and it I don't know why this is so hard for me to do. <laughs> it shouldn't be. I love meat. I hate it. So I like this again because 
it's hard for us, at least for me, because I grew up with such huge portions and my family would cook for like eight. So oh, yeah. trying to find ways of reducing it to cooking for two, which that's my life, is is kind of hard, uh, to be perfectly honest, especially when it, it does come to produce. My husband and I end up over buying produce and then it goes bad and then I feel extremely guilty. So learning how to cook vegetarian for just the two of us is super awesome. It helps you with grocery shopping, which is a bonus for me, and meal planning for just two people, and then learning how to make the most of each ingredient, which again, super awesome. So if you buy a huge pumpkin in the fall and you only need a little quarter of it. Oh, guilty. (laughs) Yep. Then it's like, oh no, I have three quarters of a pumpkin. So I like that it helps you learn how to use all of the vegetable for multiple meals, etc. So a lot of the recipes are pretty familiar and they're meant to cut prep time and they're meant to also have leftovers, which is something that's really important to me. So for dessert options, because that's my favorite, I'll start with that first. We have carrot cake truffles. I would not have thought about doing that. That sounds Mm. actually kind of good. A spiked hot cocoa tiramisu. They also provide a grilled s'mores sandwich. Sounds pretty good. Some main courses you'll find in here are sushi bowls, but again, this is vegetarian, so it's going to, yeah, it'll be different. It's not going to have the sashimi and anything like that. We have creamy cauliflower noodles, loaded mac and cheese bowl. Ugh, I'm dying. All of that sounds great. We also have a vegan fondue, tofu dumplings, so lots of awesome things that you'll typically find in most American kitchens. Some of the stews and soups you'll find... You'll find a gnocchi stew, carrot ginger soup, a pesto tomato soup, yum, and curried cauliflower soup. There's a lot of cool recipes in here. I think it, this would be a great, if you, you're you just starting out with vegetarian cooking, definitely a great option. So that is Vegetarian Cooking for Two, 80 Perfectly Portioned Recipes for Healthy Eating by Justin Fox Burks and Amy Lawrence. Now we're going to cover some quick family meal cookbooks. My favorite, because they're quick. Yep. The first one is Weekly Provisions, How to Eat Seasonally and Love What's Left Over by Kim Duke. Comes out June 29, like all of these other books. (laughs) She shows us how to make delicious, affordable meals over weekends that can be repurposed for weekday meals. I love doing that. I love Mm -hmm. batch cooking. She provides recipes for 12 complete menus each with a starter, the main event, a side dish, and pudding. Uh, there's 100 leftover makeovers for breakfast on the go, packed lunches, speedy suppers, how to stock your larder, and make a weekly shopping list. See, if she'd been from America, she would have said pantry. Yep. So there's ideas for roast dinners, vegetarian dinners, salads, pies. She teaches us how to sprinkle some granola on leftover baked milk yogurt for breakfast. Stir lavender caramel topping into your coffee. Magic up the remains of brown sugar brisket into shiitake mushroom and beef pho for lunch. Hmm. And she teaches us how to make one pan alu matar for dinner. Sounds clever. I'm peeking at the pictures. I don't personally like the food photography. It's kind of dark and shadowy. And, but uh, if I get my hands on a copy, I'll look through it on camera so you guys can make up your own minds too. Inside, the table of contents includes... A subtle spice sea and sun menu, a fruits of the earth menu, all rivers lead to the ocean menu, 
All Creations Great and Small. Menu 5 is Northern Streetlights, The Taste of Home. Menu 6 is An Abundance of Spice. Menu 7, This Green and Pleasant Land. I'm going to assume that's the vegetarian chapter. Menu 8, The Temper of Saccharin. Menu 9, One to Lie Down After. Menu 10, Treasures of the Farmer's Market. Menu 11, That Which Grows on the Earth. Menu 12, Feast of All Worlds. Hmm. That's very intriguing. I've never quite heard chapter names like that. Yeah. That's Weekly Provisions, How to Eat Seasonally and Love What's Left Over by Kim Duke. Next up is Taste of Home Fast Fix Favorites. It also comes out June 29th. It is by Taste of Home. And one thing I actually like about Taste of Home is the food photography because they it's almost like it decorates the whole cookbook. It's everywhere. There is no page without a photo, which, of course, is wonderful for us. It showcases the meals and, and such, but it's like a table setting versus just a spotlight on the dish that you're about to make. So, for instance, this has a seared salmon with strawberry basil relish, which that's interesting, sounds good. And also on the same page is a quick nichois salad. Mm. But then the picture is both of those things on the table. So that's a whole meal for all of your family right there, a salad and some salmon. You could probably put a potato in there and call it a day. Sounds super good. Taste of Home does a really great job making it very simple and easy. And now here we get extra simple and extra easy. So they give us a whole collection of shortcut ingredients to use. It gives us things that require less prep time or has recipes that have fewer items. And you'll still get really awesome results. They also give you recipes that you can make ahead of time and freeze and then reheat, which is great, especially if you have a lot of kids. I know that's just really helpful. So you can do all of your meal prep on like a Sunday and then you have everything done and you can just reheat it during the week. There's also like Instapot air fryer recipes, which I, I personally love Instapot recipes. I think they're really awesome. And a lot of the recipes are five ingredient staples and they still make these amazing meals for us to eat. Some of the chapters include Rise and Shine staples, speedy snacks, breads in a jiffy, swift sides and salads, dinner in a hurry, Instapot and air fryer classics, slow cooker favorites. There's always time for dessert. Yes, there is. 100%. Some of the recipes that you'll find in here, though, are make ahead egg bake, we have a raspberry French toast. Oh, that sounds Ooh, yum. so good. That does. <laughs> oh, oh. They have a stovetop Dijon pork chop, sheet pan beef fajitas, which that's a brilliant idea. I never really thought about doing a sheet pan fajita before. There's double layer cheesecake bars. That's brilliant, too. It's a very beautiful cookbook. It's fun. It's approachable. It's great for families. It's It's taste of home. You can't really go wrong with it. So that's Taste of Home, Fast Fix Favorites. Comes out June 29, 2021. So next up, I have the Easy Cookbook. I love that title. Truth <laughs> in advertising. <laughs> right. It's over 100 satisfying recipes made with four ingredients or less. It's by the editors of our favorite Cider Mill Press. And apparently 25 of these 100 recipes are vegetarian options. Oh, good. And I like the four ingredients or less, because then I feel like I could look through the pantry and go, oh, I have tomato paste, and I have that, and I have that. And they specialize in the fact that these recipes can be prepped in 30 minutes or less. Yay! Yay! 
There's a lot of these cookbooks out, though. I'm not sure we needed a new one, but might as well update it for modern times. But I'm peeking at their, for example, huevos rancheros recipe. They have a picture of the way they're supposed to look when you're done. And then they have a picture of you need four corn tortillas. You need a can of black beans. Here's what they look like in a bowl. You need eight freaking eggs. Oh, my goodness. One cup of grated sharp cheddar cheese. And I like the little pictures that are like, this is what you need. And then easy directions. And then at the bottom, after they're done with the recipe and how to make it, they're like, as needed or to taste, olive oil, sliced jalapeno peppers, finely chopped fresh cilantro, and salsa. Wow. So I like that. There's a recipe for tamagoyaki. What's that? Mm. And the only thing in in the recipe is four large eggs and a tablespoon of mirin. The chapters are breakfast, snack sides and salads, soups, entrees, and of course, desserts. That is the easy cookbook over 100 satisfying recipes made with four ingredients or less by editors of Cider Mill Press. Next, we have Cooking with Shireen from Scratch, because you can! It comes out June 29, 2021. This is by Shireen Pavlides. This is cool because I think a lot of us end up going out to eat, having frozen dinners, you know, the things we probably shouldn't be doing. I like that Shireen does a great job making cooking from home approachable because I think a lot of people are more and more intimidated by it, or they're just like, I don't know if I can make this awesome meal, but we totally can. And she makes all of these meals in 30 minutes or less. So again, this is great for families who don't have time or because summer's coming up. Yeah, we don't really want to be hanging out in our kitchen all day. Uh, No. You and I did hang out in my kitchen yesterday. We were trying to make crispy shiitake mushrooms. And I think we had a total of, they were probably in the oven 50 minutes and they still were not crispy. No, I'm very upset about that recipe. We heard the recipe on a podcast that I thoroughly enjoyed. I won't say who they were. And they claimed you could put these mushrooms in the oven for 15 minutes at 400 and they would come out crispy. Uh, no. No. Lies. So, so I just went and read Martha Stewart's recipe, and she says it's closer to 30 to 45 minutes. But I'm like, but we had them in the oven for 45 <laughs> minutes. But to be fair, we kept opening the door and letting the heat out. So That's true. But, I'm going to try again. Mm, okay, we'll see. <sighs> it, just don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. So some of the things in the table of contents that I'm seeing are starters and starters and snicky snacks. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Rockstar dinners. Eat your veggies. Champions eat breakfast. Everything sugar. And then crafty cocktails. There's quite a few recipes in here. I, I, I'm really digging it. And there's a lot of recipes from places all over the world. It's not stereotypical kind of American household white bread, sorry, <laughs> recipes. And I, I actually really love it. So some examples of that are like in the starters and snacks. We have Spanakopita triangles, baba ganoush with house-made pita, but then we have fried corn tortilla chips with salsa, and then we have a Shanghai chicken salad with sesame ginger vinaigrette. So we've got a whole array of different flavors from all around the world coming into this cookbook that are all incredibly approachable and easy to make. So yeah, it has 60 recipes with 60 photos to go alongside with them. Uh, Cooking... Shireen has a social media account. It's called Cooking with Shireen. If you want to check out all of her stuff on the side that she does. She also, 
hosts a show called Cook This with Shireen. It's a digital cooking show from Gatehouse Media. So that is Cooking with Shireen from Scratch, because you can, by Shireen Pavlides. My final cookbook is called, oh, it's a food history cookbook called Cook, Taste, Learn, How the Evolution of Science Transformed the Art of Cooking. It is by, I think, Columbia University Press. Yes. Wow. And it comes out July 27. It got pushed back. The author is Guy Crosby, PhD, a chemist and a food scientist and an author. He offers a lively tour of the history and science behind the art of cooking with a focus on achieving a healthy daily diet. He traces the evolution of cooking from its earliest origins, which I assume involve a campfire and a cave. (laughs) I don't know. He recounts innovations that have unraveled the mysteries of health and taste, and he explains why both home cooks and professional chefs should learn how to apply cooking science, because then we can improve the nutritional quality and gastronomic delight of everyday eating. From a review, it says that he will teach us what's so special about olive oil. Why do we use one kind of potato for baking and another for boiling? How does one make scrambled eggs fluffy? That's good to know. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Very good to know. I do like food history books a lot. I'm not really a science nerd, but I probably should read this. This sounds cool. Yeah, I I would really love to learn about like I I remember meeting a chef that had the molecular structure for something being cooked on his arm I saw like a molecule on his oh. arm and I was like oh what is that and he's like I'm a superfood nerd and I had to get the like the molecular structure of cooked or cooking on yeah Ta- I thought it was tattoo was it a tattoo yeah it was oh. it was interesting I was like oh I had no you know I never really thought that the molecular structure of food of course it does it changes but you know you I I wasn't thinking about it it's cool science and cooking it all goes together so cool It does. Let's peek at the table of contents. First chapter is the evolution of cooking, 2 million to 12,000 years ago. Chapter 2 is the dawn of agriculture, revolutionizes cooking, 12,000 years ago to 1499. Chapter 3 is early science inspires creativity in cooking, the years 1500 to 1799. We're going to learn about a lot about history in general from this. Wow. Yeah. Chapter four, the art of cooking embraces the science of atoms, 1800 to 1900. Chapter five, modern science transforms the art of cooking, 1901 to present. I see a little recipe for Julia Child's onions. Ooh. Chapter six, cooking science catches fire. Chapter seven, the good, the bad, and the future of cooking science. <laughs> so that is cook, taste, learn, How the Evolution of Science Transformed the Art of Cooking by Guy Crosby. The last cookbook on my list is Rubs, 3rd Edition. It's an updated and revised to include over 175 recipes for rubs, marinades, glazes, and bastes. This is, again, by our favorite, Cider Mill Press. It comes out June 29, 2021. The author is actually John Whalen III, so this does have a specific author to this. But I was surprised to see that there's so many recipes, like 175 feels like so many for rubs, marinades, glazes, etc. They don't just talk about meat, which I like. You learn about flavor profiles in this cookbook, which is very helpful. So maybe you can create 
176th recipe for rubber marinade, etc. So you learn about spicy, sweet, savory, tangy, umami, you know, all those things. And the types of proteins that work with each one. And that does include veggies or tofu or what have you, jackfruit, stuff like that. You learn how to create your own stuff along with the things that they've provided for you. Let's see if I can peek at the table of contents here. I can! Hooray! So we have a section for rubs, and then cooking with rubs. That's important because, you know, if you, it's too, if it's on too high, I can see the rub burning or you're not getting the right flavors because, yeah, the burn or it's just not opening up the flavors enough. I know that that ha- happens as well. We also have a marinade section and then cooking with marinades. Then we have sauces and then cooking with sauces, base butters and glazes, and then cooking with base butters and glazes. That seems like I, I could apply it to my vegetarian cooking. Like, I haven't done much with rubs because am I supposed to rub it on tofu or on, on that corn fake meat? Or, I don't know. <laughs> I've actually done a tofu rub before. Okay. Yeah, so it, it does work. I just know that usually my pan's on too hot and then, you know... Because it's just a rub, and there is oil in there, but then you're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I like how they've... So what they've done in this cookbook is, for instance, we have Cajun rub at the very top, and then right below it says, works best with, and then there's little boxes that have red meat, pork, poultry, seafood, and you can either... It has like a little check mark along each side of them, to see if it'll actually apply to each one. So for Cajun, it works best for all the meats or all the proteins. And then below that, it has flavor, and the flavor options are spicy, sweet, tangy, savory, and salty. And then there's little check marks aside those. So with Cajun rub, it's only savory and salty, and it's not spicy, sweet, or tangy, which is interesting. Hmm. I would have thought it was spicy, too. I would have thought it was tangy. Yeah, Hmm. It's really easy. It's a fun cookbook if you're really into kind of being that mad scientist with grilling and barbecuing and finding rubs and marinades and sauces. I think it's fun. So that is Rubs. It's the third edition, and it's updated and revised to include over 170 recipes for rubs, marinades, glazes, and base. This is a Cider Mill Press cookbook. That is the last cookbook for our roundup. Thank you for listening to the Cookbook Divas podcast. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Friday for more cookbook episodes. Also, check out our Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cookbook Divas for more cookbook news, videos, reels, and a lot more. Also, take a peek at our blog at cookbookdivas.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Bye!